I had a really good friend of ours say to me, I, I kind of gotten slack about listening to the podcast because, you know, I'm not a big country music fan. And I said, but wait a minute. It's not just about country music. It's about everything. This episode, however, we're going to do a deep dive into Sunday night's Academy of Country Music Awards. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Can we talk about your relationship with Alexa? Yeah. Okay. So we have an Amazon, whatever it's called. Thing. Thing, like Echo or whatever the thing is called. And we got it when they first came out. And I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole, but it's in our bedroom. So you know this thing listens to you all the time. God knows what it hears and says and does. But we're not going there. Okay. Okay. Noted. We're going to keep Now that would be a very interesting conversation. We're going to keep Top of the podcast. Like we would break it down. We're going to keep this podcast clean. So (sighs) anyway, you cannot speak to this thing or this woman. And this goes on and on and on all the time. So here's what happens. I say at night before I go to bed, Alexa, set alarm for, oh, if you're listening, your Alexa's probably going off. But anyways, Alexa, set your alarm, set my alarm for 6.30 a.m. And then I say, Alexa, set my alarm for noon. Right, or whatever. <laughs> so today, you set it for 7.30 a.m. Right. Because we're recording. And so my alarm goes off. I get up, get Charlotte up, get her out the door, do all my work, my due diligence. And then... I come and I lay down on the bed for just a minute. And I'm kind of like going through my emails or whatever. And so the alarm goes off at 730. And it starts this situation. Where, first of all, you don't know her name. So it's like, Alexis. Donna, that's that's not that at all. That's not. I'm going to record you. Alexis. Alexis. Turn up. And it's not even turn alarm off. Snooze. That's what you said. Snooze. So then Alexa starts going through this ritual and cycle of trying to find you a news source that you want to listen to. Not snooze, but news. News. Like yeah. suddenly Lex is telling me about Dr. Fauci and how he's joined Snapchat yes. to 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 yes. get to the younger set about vaccinations and yes. things. I'm like, no. And but that's the thing, you keep talking to her. No, Alexa. I said, hush. And then she Please. does she's trying she's like, I don't know that news network. And so it's just this whole crazy conversation between the two of you because you have to talk in like certain codes to her. You can't just have a conversation. Do you talk to Siri? No, I don't. Okay. I don't even have Siri on my iPhone. Yes, you do. Everyone well, I mean, I do, but I don't, she's not activated. Like she's still in the box. Okay. She's not in the box. She's, Where is she? She's in your phone. She's ready to Right, go. but she's not activated. She's not, she's not hot, so to speak. Okay. I don't know how to voice to text. Listen, I bet I only use about 4% of the things on your iPhone. That I could potentially use to save me time, be more efficient. I know like you're that. hilarious when you find out like a shortcut that is not everybody's really, known everybody's for known 20 for years. years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're just so funny. All right. But anyways, we've got to work on you with this Alexa thing. Because finally, I, I'm like, I'm just going to get up. Like, Well, it, I said the same thing, though. When I was trying, I just wanted 10 more minutes of sleep. And I said, well, hell, I might as well just get up. I'm awake now. After she, going back and forth with her for eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. We got to work on this. Okay, Donna. Okay. How are you today? I'm good. You How feeling are good? You? All right. Yes, I am. Hey, and while you're talking to Alexa, regardless of where you are, you can say to her, "Play Cadillac Jack podcast." And the most recent episode of my second act is going to play for you there. Hopefully. All right. Sunday night, the Academy of Country Music Awards. Two award shows 
Well, actually, there's probably a dozen of them. But the two biggest for country music are the CMAs, God bless you, Carl, the Country Music Association, and the ACMs, the Academy of Country Music. CMAs, Fall, Nashville. ACMs, normally April, Vegas. But last year and this year, because of the pandemic, they have brought the ACMs to Nashville. And Sunday night, if you watched, you saw them stage uh, awards and performances from the Opry, from the Bluebird. Exit in. Right, Dirks, that's right. Yep. And the um, Ryman. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll ever go back to Vegas. Do you? Oh, they, yeah, I do. Yeah. You do? Yeah, absolutely. I just think they belong in Nashville. It kind of set them apart from the CMAs. Yeah. That they both weren't in the same city. That's true. All right, so Luke Bryan wins Entertainer of the Year. All right, this was his third win, his first in six years. He was not there to accept it because he was live on ABC. For Idol. Doing American Idol. So he accepted via Zoom. And he's been sick with COVID. You know, he's been out from Idol because he tested positive for COVID. So he had to quarantine. And I don't know if he quarantined in Nashville or out there. Probably out there. Have you seen the stories, though, about people questioning his timeline? Yes. Everyone's so suspicious nowadays. Yeah. Everybody's sus. Yes, everybody's sus. All right. So on a podcast, one of the most uh, freeing things is that we can have long-form conversations and truly talk about how we feel about any topic, but specifically, Donna, country music, because my whole life and most of your life has been based in the country music world. So we're going to talk about the high points and what we love, but we're also, because we can, we're going to talk about the things that made us laugh or made one of us say, pause, you've got to rewind, or what is she wearing? Yeah, because, you, you know, we used to always watch all of the award shows even when you were in radio for 25, 26 years, but you would almost say out loud, you know, I can't talk about that. I can't say that on the radio. And it wasn't even necessarily anything negative. It's just your actual opinion. Right. You know, if you listen, and 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 that is, I guess, to a certain extent, country radio's job, but, you know, to everything is fabulous. Every performance was wonderful. Everything was great. Um, because I think radio thinks so goes those comments, so goes the format. and the, well, Or the relationship R- with exactly. the record label, with Which the is even artist. Bigger. Yes. And in a market like Atlanta, a huge market like Atlanta, if you were to say something about an artist, uh, there's a very good chance that it's going to get back to the record label and potentially to the artist. Yeah. And, and, and you have to worry about those relationships. But in podcasting, I could drop the F-bomb right now if I wanted. Okay, let's not do that. Well, I'm not right now, but I could, you know, okay. and it's just very, very, very liberating time. Okay. Well, so right. here we are. Let's start do start with your notes. What do you got? Well, um, the so I I um thought the Miranda L. King thing was great, fabulous. Miranda was busy last night. Three performances. Three performances, which is a lot. But I thought it was great. I thought it was a great song. And um, then next one was uh, T.R. Thomas Rhett. Let's talk right. about that. I missed it. Oh gosh. Well, here's what I did love that the ACMs did. I called it a double shot, double play. I don't know what it was, but a lot of the artists got two slots to sing an older song right. and then they sang their new song. And I loved that. Honestly, I would have rather had fewer performances and had every single one of them do, do that. a double shot. Yes. I think that is so smart. Who who were some other artists? Uh, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. Did Drive for Daddy Gene and his brand new song. We got to talk about that in a little uh, bit. We will. And then uh, Blake Shelton did the same thing. Austin. When was the last time you heard oh, Austin? His, unbelievable. His first release 20 years ago when he had a mullet. Unbelievable. And then he performed his new song. I would have loved to have seen that with Lady Annabellum, you know, Lady uh, A, have them do an older song and then yeah. a newer one. But um, I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. a great way to do it because 
it just makes you realize how long these people have been in the business and and where you know it's kind of like you see those things on Instagram where it started where it's going seriously where it started where it's going so I thought it was great um TR did great and um he won for male. Al, for male vocalist male of the year yeah um so then I, we got to talk about Ryan Hurd and uh, Maren Morris I mean that man is a good looking man I have always said Ryan Hurd is a good looking man but he their chemistry on stage, it was like, okay, like what's getting ready to happen here? But I'm here for it. Like I had pulled up my lawn chair, cracked my Bud Light open, you know. They have some chemistry. And she ended up winning for um, Female Vocalist yeah. of the Year. And, she's, and also Bones. Yes, for, for Song of the Year. Yeah. She's so small and he's so tall. But I don't think a lot of people, some people may not even know that Ryan Hurd is a singer. Um, songwriter, but he is, and um, that's a great song. It's a song that they did together. <sighs> okay, I like it. I sent you a video this morning that I think Marin posted on Instagram. We'll include it in the letter, but it's him in an elevator after the ACMs Sunday night. And does he have his top off? Yes, his shirt off and his pants off. Right? No, he has his pants on. Oh, okay, why would he be in an elevator with no clothes on? Well, he had on underwear. I thought. I don't. Think but so. then she is. I mean, it's it's a very um, steamy. It is. Yeah, it's steamy. Very, very, very. Yeah, so I love that. And then the big question was, where was uh, not where was Morgan Wallen? Where was Morgan? How do you say that, Morgana? Uh, Chris Stapleton's wife. Yeah, Morgana. We've joked a lot. I, I had this running uh, a gag in terrestrial radio about uh, she learned to play the tambourine just so she could go on tour with him and be on stage and and watch Chris Stapleton at every moment just to make sure. Yeah. He's only up and up and, 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 and not looking around at titties and things. Okay. Hmm. She gets in his personal space with that tambourine. So last night I was very surprised that Miranda was on the stage to sing a song called Maggie. Maggie's song, yeah. Which is, uh, that was a rescue dog yeah. of theirs that, that, that passed pretty recently, I think. Well, I told you when he first started playing the song, I thought it was just about a girl named Maggie. And then as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the saddest song because it was about his dog, his little doggy that had passed, their dog, who was a um, lab terrier. So why Miranda Lambert in at the last minute for Chris Stapleton's wife? Well, here's why. Very, very interesting story. And I, I didn't I didn't even know that this role um, existed. She is a doula, yes. D-O-U-L-A. Yes, which is someone like, birthing like an emotional support birthing coach. Yes. You're not a nurse. You're not a doctor. You're not an OBGYN. You can't give a, what is that thing you get in your, your spine? You can't do that kind of stuff. You're not, you're not, you don't have a license for that. You're there for support. Right. And who, who was it? It was her sister. Because it was Chris Stapleton's sister-in-law. Okay. So she, they thought she was going, well, she was going into labor. So Morgan, I don't know, I wish we knew how to say this woman's name. Morgana, Morgan. I think it's Morgan. 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 That's what we're going to call her, Morgan. She went to be with her sister. And so Miranda Lambert stepped in, and and she's a great person to fill in, but I thought it meant so much more, too, because Miranda is such an animal rights activist. Um, That's her cause, you know, when she's out on the road. So I thought that was really cool, and she did a great job. But again, I mean, this woman is busy, busy. All right, what else do you have? Well, I thought the Dirk thing was great. Fantastic. Fabulous. You know, he covered uh, U2's Pride, but that is from his... He he had covered that on an album up on the ridge, right? A blue yes, it was a bluegrass album. You've heard us talk about boutique projects that that artists can sometimes say to the record label, "Listen, this is kind of, this is not mainstream, but here's what I want to do. Here's my vision." And so Dirks went to his record label and said, "I'm a big bluegrass fan. was was raised on it. Love it. I want to do a bluegrass 
album. Now, it doesn't translate to the commercial success that a uh, studio album for the artist would. But it, it's kind of like a bucket list item for that artist. And so Dirks, I forgot when he released it, but he included this cover that you saw and heard him perform Sunday night on that album from yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, it was Pride from YouTube, and it was a great bluegrass um, version. It was awesome, and he looked great. You know, all these people coming out of um, COVID, I told you, like, TR, Thomas Rhett's got really long hair. Dirks has long hair. I mean, he like Fabio with those, like, locks. Okay, well, I don't know degrees. about that. Though. I'm telling you, he did. Um, but it was great. So on the performance with him were husband and wife um, duo War and Treaty, and they're amazing. They're a bluegrass Americana group. Um, and so they sang with him, and he, that guy, I mean, he laid it down. Yeah. It was awesome. And then you had also had Larkin Poe, and they are sisters. They're originally from Georgia, and if they sound familiar, they're kind of like a Haim or a, I don't want to say that. I hate to compare artists, but very similar. Um, very talented songwriters, play their own instruments, and they have opened before for um, Sugarland. for you've seen them out on the road. I think they've even opened for Dirks. Um, but they did their performance from Station Inn. And... Um, I, I, but- Exident? Ex- no, I think, is it Exident? Yeah, Exident. Carl, can we get a Google on that if you don't mind? And J.R. Gray was the owner. It is Exident. And J.R. Gray is the owner, and he had died earlier this year. And he was a huge proponent of, like, you know, bluegrass music and all and, that. Well, and also independent artists. Absolutely. So that was a very special um, performance. So it was that was great. That was a great one. And then old Carrie Underwood came out. We could have probably all just gone to bed. Seriously. After the Carrie Underwood performance. She took everyone to church. Can we have the conversation right now that we had this morning in the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, I think, and, and anyone who's listened to the podcast knows this about me. I think, I, here's the thing. I think the greatest part about music and artists and genres and formats is everyone has a favorite. Everyone has people they like and, um, you know, artists that they would follow. You know, we we are huge Eric Church fans. I'm a, I'm a huge Dirks Bentley fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan of a lot of different people. And I would go see different people. I like Carrie Underwood as a, I love Carrie Underwood as a performer. And I've said this before, when she gets on stage and even when she does some of those 80s, where she, that's her pocket. Is, and this is going to sound crazy. It's either gospel or 80s rock. Like and she, it's loud. It's loud. I mean, she can lay down some, Even doing how great thou art. That yes. was loud. It was fan. I mean, it was. We almost lost another picture, too. It, it, was, it was, I believe, the highlight of the award show. But it was loud. Unbelievable. And it was with uh, Cece Winans. Yes. And, I mean, anybody who can sing with her and hold their own, amazing. Amazing. And it was awesome, but I'm not a huge Carrie Underwood fan. I, I I wouldn't. I probably I've never seen Carrie Underwood live, and maybe that's why. And and I know there are people listening who are huge Carrie Underwood fans. It's not that I. It's not that I don't like her as a person or whatever. I just she's one of those artists that I've just never really connected with. I'm one of those people that when I listen to the music, I like to connect with like whoever the person is and kind of know them. And I think she kind of sometimes has a wall up in a way. She's very kind of distant. But then, like I've told you, like, and even when you interviewed her, you sort of would say that sometimes there wasn't a lot there. You'd have to pull things out of her. But then she'll climb up on stage and just blow it out of the water. She's almost like, you know, and some artists are like that. They're almost, I think she's more introverted than people think, you know. And then people always think of artists as being able to, you know, they're always on and they're always, you know, funny or whatever. And sometimes it's not that way. She was in town for a concert and i think we had her on the morning show uh to promote it and just welcome her to town and she was like hey what are you doing today and i said uh, i'm got, i got a hot yoga session and then i'll see you at the meet and greet or whatever and and, and she didn't miss a beat and she said listen it, it, 
if there's one thing I know about you, Cadillac Jack, is that you are not going to a hot yoga session. You're not doing yoga. You're not doing anything that's going to require a stretch. Yeah, I love that. And I said, you're exactly right, Carrie Underwood. Um, she got three slots, really, because she did three hymns. And that's also, we talked about boutique projects a minute ago. She had the gospel album that yeah. just dropped recently. And that, again, is an example of where she went to the record label and said, listen, you know how much this kind of music means to me. I really want to do a project about you know, hymns and, 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 and gospel and Christian music and things and like that. And kind of, it was old school hymns, too. I mean, how great thou art. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, and, and that's, sh- sh- that project will accept. I mean, she is amazing. It's doing very well. Yeah. Doing she, very, very well. She's amazing at that. You know, and Charlotte, who was our 15-year-old daughter, was watching with us for a little bit last night. And she was a little surprised that they would perform that type music on a country music award show. And we both said to Charlotte, listen, there are no people stronger in their faith than country music than a, a country music fan or country music listener. Yeah, you know. But you wouldn't hear that on like the American Music Awards, right. or you know, you, you probably wouldn't. Although, I mean, Kanye's done his projects too. I just don't think you probably wouldn't hear someone come up and do an old school hymn, you know, that way. But um, she's amazing, amazing, and she looked fabulous. So again, has nothing to do with her technique or whatever i'm just i've never and maybe i should go see her live and i would my uh, opinion would totally change you know what i mean um okay and then luke combs let's talk about him okay love luke combs he's one of our favorites but him and kenny chesney got him a bogo at the coles somebody got a hold of that man for and, their sunday school pants. for their sunday school pants and put him in sunday school pants with like his sunday school belt and an ill-fitting jacket and he didn't have his ball cap on and he looks like a, he's an old man in a young man's body. But what's wrong with that? Well, nothing. But I just wish like, like, okay, the second time. So when Kenny sang his song the first time, which is his great new song that we've talked knowing about. Knowing You. It's yeah, on the Spotify Hive Song playlist. Fabulous. But he had on those little same pants he wears. He wears them to every award show. For Yes. He wears them to every single award show. And then Kenny came out later and sang with Kelsey Ballerini. And he had on his jeans and his boots and he, he looked like Kenny. I told you when he was singing his other song, he looked like he had just like gotten off his job selling like pest control. What did you say? He said that garage doors. Garage doors. Garage doors or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that if you sell garage door openers. But I mean, he just looked like he and he had just pulled in the, you know, garage. I'm home. What's for dinner? It's like, where is Kenny Chesney? Where's his hat? Where's his wife beater tank top? Where's his tight that was, jeans? That, that was Kenny 15 years ago. Yeah, but this is always award show, Kenny. Kenny always pulls out those little Sunday school pants for the award show. And I think Luke was like, you know what? I'm going to dress up tonight. And I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort. But like Luke Combs, you expect him to be in like blue what? otter, polarized, like a fishing shirt, pair of jeans, you know, boots, hat. What do you think? Kenny's hem was off too on his Sunday school pants, if you noticed. Him, H-Y-M-N or him? H-E-M. Him, oh, is that like his the, actual him. Yeah. Yeah. What was wrong with it? It was uh, it was ill fitting. Okay. It sat too high on the, the shoe, I thought. Okay. Well, there you go. But uh, I love the song. Very nice. And he got two slots. I wish he had done a double shot and had done like. Um, I go back. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, back where I come from, something right. that would have been good. All right. And then Miranda, you know, Miranda re, uh, just released that product, the, the project, the Marfa tapes, right. M-A-R-F-A. And if you don't know about Marfa, Marfa is like a really small, trendy kind of West Texas town. And so her, Jack Ingram and John Randall, um, it's like a writer's retreat. And so they go out there and write. And um, they wrote Tin Man there. Tin Man was written there. And then they have the new project, the Marfa Tapes. And they did a song off of that album. And it was fabulous. Fabulous. Miranda, I said to you, you know, she is so talented. I mean, so talented. Writes her stuff. You know, can just, like I said, perform anything. Step in. Sing with Chris Stapleton. She just, she just, she's one of those like flawless type performers and she's she's got the goods to back it up you know she can play guitar she's I mean to be able to write with those two writers I mean those are some incredible writers you know I bet they have fun in Marfa don't you yes yeah what do you think are we to Eric Church yet because we need, okay, to, we yeah. need to is that now go ahead well no I'm because I need we need to sleep probably eight minutes just for you to goo and guy over his gray hair all right well let's start you first because I, I I'm not I just, a fan I, why I mean of Eric Church I, I just he, what do you want to do colors hair yeah it's the pandemic. We're all suffering. There's you can have it shipped to your house, like from Target, or you can do uh, what is the stuff from uh, Madison Reed or something. I think that's a, that's hair color. Oh, I thought that was a the 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 porn site. No, no, um, no. The the Instacart. You can have some some get to gray out of your hair shipped to your home. I don't the think he wants to. Though. Okay. I think part of the thing coming out of the pandemic is just to be you, be authentic, natural. Yes. All right. I'll tell you though, it's kind of got a silver purple tint to it, does it? Or does that just what it look like wine. on our TV? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, our, our picture tube's not well. Yeah, and we have to watch like in, in low res, which that's a whole story. But yeah, he looked great, and old Joanna out there with him. You know, I love Joanna Cotton, mm. and she was in her power stance. Yes, yes singing. She was, yes, and she had the fringe hanging off her dress. Love it. Yeah, love she it. looked great. Um, the song is from the new albums. That's very plural that Eric Church is dropping. Heart is available now. If you're listening on Upload Day, this Friday, Soul will be available. And then, and right now, it's my understanding is fan club only for the church choir members. Yes. But a lot of new music from uh, from Eric Church. We're going to talk about that in, in, in segment three about how all that came down. Yeah, so what did you think? What do you think about the performance? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. You know, the only Eric time- Eric Church can't do wrong. The only time I thought that it was- um that you kind of forgot that they weren't in a full kind of packed house was when they would, the camera would come to the back of the artist and you would see them playing and there was an empty venue, a lot of empty people or people sitting by themselves. Okay. Now let's talk about that. So who were the people who okay. were upstairs? The people that you saw in the audience were all vaccinated healthcare workers. I believe from Vandy from Vanderbilt, in which Nashville. is great. But I said, why would you not get a group of four that work in radiology that have been vaxxed? And love country music and sit them together. Well, I don't think they could do that. Though. Why? They, why couldn't you? Well, I mean, the the they could have, the show could have, but the people couldn't. They couldn't be just like Jerry. I got a ticket. You want to come with me? Because they purposefully spaced them out. I think they wanted to but get they, away. They from, had to sit by themselves. I know it was very odd. That part was odd. But why couldn't you do what I suggested? Why? Why wouldn't that be possible? I don't know. I told you. Listen, if that'd been me and you, I'd be like, if I worked over in CT scan, I'd look over and be like, "There's a hole." You know, Caddy from radiology. Hey. You want to come over? Hey, hey boy. Hey, boy. Hey. You want to come over here? Because you know, by and the then end we of, get in trouble. Yes. You know, and get thrown out. But you know, by the end of the night, you want everybody to be together with their arms around each other. Like, I just thought it was an odd look. Lighter look. I thought it was an odd look. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they included the healthcare workers. That was great. That was fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else? No, Don, I told you you're gonna you're gonna lead this segment because you took meticulous notes watching last night. Well, okay. So then there was I, I loved we talked about Blake Shelton a little bit, but I love it. Just made me miss the good old days. Of you're nostalgic, music. Austin. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah. And he's another one. And I said to you, you know, he's up there with his gray hair. And you said, well, we're old. We've been doing this. We've been like working in country music a long time. He has too. But I thought the new song was great. He's just great. He's a good performer. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. solid country performer. And then little old Leslie Jordan came out. He's an Instagram star. Who what do y'all do? And, here. Yeah. yeah. He was a hero of the pandemic. Um, and then his star burned out real quick. And I, I told you that this time last year when he you could not escape Leslie Jordan on TikTok, Instagram, uh, or anywhere. And I said this is going to be a quick uh, plateau and then a quick fall. We'll give some background on him. He was on Will and Grace. Uh, Will and Grace. Um, I knew I smelled gin and regret, and he was like Karen's nemesis on on Will and Grace. Yes, and he's had some other bit roles in in, in shows, but just a very very funny uh, guy uh, uh, from Chattanooga, I believe. But spent years and years and years here in Atlanta. Um, but uh, just a funny, funny guy. And so he came out and said he was, because he, he's very tiny, he said he was portable Wagner yeah, instead of Porter Wagner. That was so cute. And he had a little suit. He was adorable. And then, you know, I think he gave away the duo uh, award. And I talked to you about this duo. I mean, <gasps> yeah. Okay. But this is very interesting. Like, it is not easy to find a duo. So the duo, if you think about it, I was telling you this, started the, the, the long-running duo that won for years and years and years and years and years was Brooks and Dunn. Dunn. You couldn't. Who were nominated again this year. Who were nominated again. Who, when is the last time they've done anything together? 20 years. Insane. Okay, so then they were like hot, 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 hot. And then along came Big and Rich. Yep. And they won. And they won. And they, they won. They ran the category for years. Ran the category. And so they would still have like Brooks and Dunn in there and a couple other rogue people that they found. I mean, because it, it's always hard to even find enough people to put into the duo Well, category. that's the challenge. The group yeah. category is kind of the same one. And then after Big and Rich, who came along? Uh, FGL. Sugarland. No, Sugarland, yes. Sugarland. So then Big and Rich got all pissed off. And so they would sit over there kind of with Brooks and Dunn and be like, Scowls on their this face. This sucks. Who are these two people? Because once there's a duo, you're screwed. Because if it's a hot duo, unless there's, like, you're almost praying for there to be, like... A trio. Or, or animosity. So that they go into the group category. Yeah, or animosity, yeah, yeah. and they break up. So then, after Sugarland, who comes along? FGL. FGL. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line. And ran that category. And long, long time. Nobody ever thought that they would not be in that category. That was going to kind of be it. And then came... Dan and Shay. <sighs> yeah. Dan and Shay. And now they win every year. Yeah. So there's somebody out there going, Jimmy... We need to come and get together and have us a duo. Or if you're a trio, we're going to fire. Kick someone out. Yeah, we're going to fire Dan because we have a much better shot of winning awards in the duo category as opposed to the group category. Yeah, and you forget that people, like Sugarland was a trio. Yeah, with Kristen Hall. Yes. Who was always photographed behind something. Okay, we're not going a there. A picnic table or a camper. All right, all right. Let's be nice. They never really brought her out into the forefront. All right. I've well, always wondered why. Well, she she wasn't like Jennifer was the lead singer. Uh -huh. She was like the guitarist. Okay, we're not going there. What Do you agree she... with me though that she was always like she was always like peering around from the back of a refrigerator or something like at a, an RV that campground yeah. where they were doing the photo shoot and you look in the back. Well, there's Kristen and she'd be like three lots back, you know. And there's Christian Bush and, and Jennifer Nettles and they're, they're front and center and there's Kristen back there. Hey guys, Kristen Hall just waving. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
But you bring up a very good point about the, the longevity and about uh, longevity and about how you can be uh, just shut down, specifically in that category, yeah. the duo category. And it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's coming. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, Dan and Shay, they're cute. Mm. And then next thing you know, they're running the table. Who's next, do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Somebody quick. I think it, someone come quick. Well, they even threw Maddie, sign up as a duo. They threw yeah, Maddie, Maddie and Tay, Tay in there. Girl in a country song. I think I was three. Yeah. When that song came out. Yeah. Uh, Keith Urban gave a great performance. So the co- the hosts were Keith Urban and Mickey Guyton, and Keith does a great job. He always does a great job hosting. But he performed Tumbleweed um, from the Speed of Sound, the the first album, and it was fabulous. I've never heard him do that um, live, but it was a great song. He'd never done it live. Yeah, it was a great song. He is so good. What did you think about Mickey Guyton? You know, I thought she did a good job. I just, you know, I don't know. I you realize that if George Floyd had not been murdered, that she would not have been co-hosting the ACMs. I don't know. I, no, I do. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, I do. But I do think that, I think that if, I would want to be there on my own merits. Right. And that's all I'm going to say. I wouldn't want to and be And I'm not there saying that she doesn't have those. Or doesn't deserve it. I'm, Absolutely. I don't know her music. And I had so many people on Twitter reach out to me Sunday night and ask, who is this? Yeah. Does she have any music? And I'm like, no. Well, she does have music. Well, she she does, but not that's been uh, charted uh, or people right, know in mainstream, yeah. uh, you know, funnels. You're not going to hear Mickey Guyton on the radio. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. Radio, radio. And before BLM, she was attempting, you know, she, I think she's been hustling and I'll give her that. She's been hustling as an artist for years and it's just she's never gotten traction. And I said in a, in a podcast from last year, and I'll say it again. If you write and release a song as an African-American country artist about BLM and country radio during BLM didn't touch it, then there's a problem. I don't know what that problem is. But there's a disconnect there. Yeah. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I definitely think so. I think she, you know, I think she did a good job hosting it. But like I said, I just... And, and she may feel differently, you know, but I, w- as an artist, no matter what color my skin was, I would want to get the opportunities because I had earned every one of them. And she probably has earned them, but I just don't think she is not as well known in the country music world. And so did it feel last night to most people that she was just put in that position because the yes. spotlight is on country music, you know, to promote more black artists or whatever. I'll tell you what was a great um, duet was um, Brad Paisley and Jimmy Allen. Missed that. It was really good. And that he is, was new art, new male artist. Yeah, Jimmy Freedom Allen. Was a Highway. It was a great song. Great song. Great song. Um, that was a good one. Very good. Um, okay, let's talk about, um, who else were, were we going to talk about? Oh, I know. Okay, so let's talk about Amy Grant. So she <laughs> came out to give... The performance, the female yeah, award, the female female artist. award, uh, female artist of the year award. She had on her pajamas, but she was comfortable. She was very comfortable, and she's my kind of gal because she had on her pajamas and she was winded. She was like, and she's tiny. I mean, she's a little person, but I think she was just so like, and there wasn't an audience, so I don't know if she was overwhelmed by being, you know, back on stage what? or whatever. But yeah, she got a little winded. Were, she, were her pajamas monogrammed? Did they have an AG? No, for Amy Grant Gill. No, and it was more of like a pajama suit, you know. But I mean, but she definitely she looked comfortable. Can I tell? I want to tell the story about when she was married. Oh, maybe not. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. 
Who was she married? Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. Is who she was married to, a Christian artist and a songwriter, and, and had a big presence on. If you can go back with me, you ready for this? Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this right here for you. The Nashville Network, TNN. He had a lot to do on TNN. I was on vacation with Gary Chapman and some other people, and, and Big Kenny was one of them. Uh, the week that it came out that his wife, Amy Grant, was having an affair with Vince Gill. Mm-hmm. That was a long week to be with Gary Chapman on an island. I can imagine. Yeah. No, and I'm not kidding. We were on a, an island. It was like 10 of us and some locals, and that's it. And like you couldn't go anywhere. You're stuck on this little island. And it was a long week for Gary Chapman. Was he crying? Was he sad? I, I don't know. I'm get, sure he was sad. Did he get remarried? I believe so. Yeah, but that had been rumored that it was going on for a while. Yeah, but I think when you find out, and literally, we were getting on a plane in Hartsfield, like when he got a, I don't even know that he had text messages back then, but you know, it was it was, it was was raw and recent. Mm. I'll say that. And you were his roommate. Uh, <laughs> I was not Gary Chapman's roommate, but it was, we had a fun week, but it was, yeah. his, his mind was elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere. When we were trying to bone fish, he was just not... Uh, he was not there. He's probably thinking about like spear fishing, like and spear Vince and Gill. Vince Gill. Yeah. yeah, like a big old whale, beach whale. I don't know. Well, I don't mean it that, that way. way. He was thin back then. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Brothers Osborne. Okay. Love it. The song that they performed was um, "I'm Not for Everyone," and it's from the Skeletons album. And it's a great song. Great song. I love them. Love the band. Love them. They were. Um. There was a great story about the two of them on CBS this morning, which we can talk about that. We've become old people watching CBS this morning, but in 60 minutes, we're those people. I've always watched 60 minutes. We are those people. But the interesting part about it was there's a lot of um, press right now about TJ because he has come out as being gay and being a gay artist in country music. And um, his brother, John, so there's two of them in the band, him and John. But the story was really more about John and how he had, during the making of the Skeletons album, he had um, really bad depression. And wanted to kind of just give up on music altogether and was having a hard time getting up on the stage. And so I didn't realize as they, I guess they had canceled, this is prior to COVID, they had canceled a couple of shows and just given him time off to kind of figure out. And um, he said he, you know, obviously some therapy and went through some stuff, but um, had just gotten to the point where he didn't enjoy being on stage. So the two of them have really been through a lot, um, you know, lately. Um, So Anyways, love them. Well, and the TJ story is, is, is a very big story. It is a huge and, story. And, and the day that TJ and his, his very personal testimony came out was within a 24-hour period that the Morgan Wallen video dropped. Yeah. And TJ's story got lost. Yeah, with everything the that was cycle. going on. I had a reporter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reach out to me about Morgan Wallen. And I'm like, why, why does... I, why? And about the, the, the big radio corporations that had dropped them immediately. Yeah. And I, I thought, nobody cares what I think about that, you know. Well, and the story was kind of old at that point, too. Which for one? Morgan Wallen. Well, no, they were about within 24 hours okay. one And I, I text back this reporter and I said, listen, I, I, today I choose to celebrate TJ. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get mixed up in all that. Yeah. You know? But we did. I did miss Morgan Wallen on the award show. Yeah, well, absolutely. Sunday night at the ACM. Yeah, it was definitely sure. an absence. But yes, so um, they were great. They're great. And, and, and good for TJ. You know, the fact that I think about in any genre, because honestly, like, again, you wouldn't have those discussions in mainstream pop, in rock. It'd be a non-issue. Yeah, but the fact that in country. You can't be a country artist and be gay. Right. The fact that in country music, we're still talking about, people have to talk about their sexuality is just strange to me. But good for him. And um, 
you know, th- that's a great band. If, if you're not, if you haven't listened to Brothers Osborne, it, they're just so good. So, and so good. They just announced they're hitting the road, too. Yes. There that's are be- some artists that are saying, you know what, we're going for it. Yeah. And and they just, I think like in the past week for sure, said, you know what, we're, we're going to go, we're hitting the road. And yeah, if you want to join us, join us. If not, stay home and we'll catch you next year. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's interesting because they're starting each day, there's more artists talking about going out on the road. So. Uh, two notes good. real quick. Uh, producer Carl Appen, it was the station in. Oh, good. Yes. Not the exit in, station in. Yeah. And I I wanted to share this real quick. We were watching with Charlotte, our, our, again, our 15-year-old last uh, Sunday night. And when they were doing the song about Maggie's, about Maggie, Chris Stapleton's dog, um, which was very emotional. Charlotte turns to me and she goes, hey, daddy, by the way, it was two years ago today that you ran over Roscoe. I know. Thank you, sweetie. And that. she was like, can y'all let him sleep in your bed tonight? Because two years ago, he slept with no one. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, for what we paid, he should have been in a surgical suite Something. at Blue Oyster Medical or They should have brought in like there. emotional support dogs Same for him. Yeah. You know, but he did sleep in our bed, so don't worry about that. Well, he does most nights. Yes. Um, okay, last thing. Yes, Let's ma'am. talk about Little Big Town. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I, I applaud. Great people. Great people. Great. They're, they're great peeps. They are. And I loved the band in the background. like that. They, so they were walking down Broadway in Nashville, which is a really cool idea. Because the song they sang is about partying and drinking and all that stuff. But the, So uh, Philip is quarantining. Who works part-time at Medieval Times. He does on Sugar not. <laughs> Parkway and Duluth. He kind of does look like that, mm-hmm. let's be honest. So let's talk about Little Big Town. There's four of them, and everyone thinks they're all married. So can no. you clear all this up Kimberly for us? And, uh, Kimberly and Philip have other spouses. Correct. Kimberly is the one that looks like D. Snyder from Quiet Riot. Yes. Um, Who does the Augusti line right. of like, and yes. Cornelia, Georgia. Yes. Very Southern. Yes. Sweet. And then Karen Fairchild, who is from Cobb County, last year high school graduate, is married to Jim. Jimmy. E. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. And so, they're cute. They are. Um, so, but, so Philip wasn't there. And he had, I said, he had the COVID. But I think Philip may have not had the COVID. After watching the performance last night, I think Philip was like, I, I can't do it. He, I think he practiced the dance moves a couple of times and they were like, here's the deal, Philip. You just need to set this one out. Because they had to have Go that. catch COVID. Yeah. They had to have that performance on Broadway. They had to be walking down the street. And, you know, they all had on kind of identical outfits. And Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy is a good looking man, but he's like him and Karen, they have kids. I mean, he's, he's not they're, they're driving. Yeah. He's not a young man. And he had these moves going on. And I think yeah. he got he, and then he started to really get into it. And I think he kind of like went off script and was doing his own moves. And it was just like hilarious Odd. when they came back to um, Mickey Guyton and Keith, Keith was like, he did it. He, <laughs> and you got to give him credit for that. He went for it because I mean, he really was like, I admire them, but it was hilarious. Someone asked me, what was the mix of live and pre-recorded? You could tell because well, obviously it's too late now. But if you were watching Sunday night, if 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 it's live, they had the live super meaning in the upper left corner, it would yeah. say live. Yeah. If you didn't see that, then it was pre-recorded. So the the little big town thing was pre-recorded because they, they and it was done at night and they had to shut down Broadway. Yeah. In downtown Nashville. The Blake Shelton was recorded. I mean, a good bit of it was um was pre-recorded. Yeah, and a lot of people ask about the um Dan and Shay performance because it was mm. recorded and it was <sighs> It was mm. off. Like the the vocals, it almost looked like one of those movies where it didn't match up. Well, and that was what it was. It was not lip syncing. It was none no. of that. It, it was a, it was on the production end. It was a glitch. In post-production. Yeah. The, the video and the audio just didn't didn't match up. There's a technical term for it. But I forgot yeah, and it I think that's important to say because there were a lot of people coming at them. 
um, Dan and Shay on social media saying they were lip syncing, and they're not. And they're listen, they're amazing singers. They really are. Both of them, again, whether you're they're your favorite or not, they they can sing very well. So they did not lip sync that performance. It just didn't match up in in the production part. But they had some people kind of coming at them, and that wasn't the situation. I thought the show overall was very was strong. It was a lot of performances. A lot. I think there were only four awards given out. That was the thing. It was almost like there were very few performances. Yeah. I thought they did better, they, they being the ACMs, the Academy of Country Music. I thought they did a much better job than they did. You know, it was just back in September when we had last year's ACMs. Because, follow me here, normally it's in April, like this year's was. But they kept pushing it last year because of the pandemic. So, I mean, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. It was just nine months ago that we had the ACMs. Well, and they were one of the first award shows out of the gate, if you remember last year. They were. Year. They were. And for that, I think they get a pass. Absolutely. But the September show was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, I think, you know, it, it, we were all in a different mindset, too. But I thought this was great. And you, again, you can tell, just like last year, these artists are just itching to get back on yeah. stage. Because you can just see the joy. With the fans. Oh my gosh, just to be playing for anyone, spouses, whoever. I thought it was interesting when they would give an award and like say it was um, you know, male performer or whatever. The only other people in the seats were the other people in the categories and their wives or girlfriends. If even or, that. Yeah. Or the, and their wives and girlfriends. Often so. Sunday night, the only person in the audience was the winner. So yeah. they knew yeah. that they won. But yeah. again, because of the times that we're in right now, there there has to be Here's the word. You ready? Pivots. Pivot. You have to be able to pivot. Pivots. What about Dolly? She kept coming in and reminding everybody to get their vaccine. Yeah. Well, you know, she spent a million dollars. I know. On the vaccine. Probably over personal money. Yeah. It was great. You can have a fresh home cooked meal ready when you need it most. If you have a family of four to six, you can have that fresh home cooked meal ready to the tune of about $5.25 per serving. Imagine what you spend. If, if you are listening right now to this podcast, maybe you've just wrapped up work and you're on your way home and you didn't pull anything out for dinner and you have no clue what you're going to do for dinner tonight, so you're going to hit a drive through uh, If you have a family of four to six, 30, 30 bucks, don't we say? Yeah, At 30 least? $40. Dollars. Yeah. Well, and I said to you the other day, I went, I went to um, the grocery store and I probably spent $250. And when I got home and got everything put up, I'm like, what did I get? Like, what did I get? So you still... That's just basic stuff. That's not even dinners, you know, spending that kind of money at the grocery store. There are different packages available from Dinner Affair, dinneraffare.com, depending on the size of your family and how many, you know, I guess how big eaters your family uh, are. Let's look at the six dinner price, $189, $189 for six chef-crafted dinners from Dinner Affair. Now, Ken and Stephanie, the owners of Dinner Affair, are going to give a very generous offer to you of $30 off that first order when you use the promo code CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y, CADDY2021 at DinnerAffair.com. So uh, $189 minus $30 becomes $159, right? Is that right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So $5.25 per serving. Always ready for changing family schedules. Chef prepared. All of your Dinner Affair meals. Uh, prepared by hand using only the most delicious high-quality ingredients. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta. They also ship nationwide. No contract. Money-back guarantee. Gallery Furniture. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. You and Donna uh, were going back and forth during the ACMs, yeah. and, and she was uh, hot for Alan Jackson. Hot for Alan Jackson. We didn't even talk about Alan Jackson. We'll have to circle back around on we'll that. We'll do that. Um, yes, she is a huge country music fan and always has been. Her dad was too. So, 
yeah, we were talking back and forth about um, who we would get in the car right now and drive to see. And Alan Jackson, without a doubt, would go right now anywhere, anywhere to see him. Um, but, you know, Donna has been a part of the fabric of Atlanta, her and her father and gallery furniture and, and, and the fabric of country music. Like I said, she has she has been a supporter of radio stations when we were working there and even now with the podcast she's such a huge fan of everyone so the great news about that is they are a local company and if you are looking for furniture and you know spring is coming everybody's in the spring cleaning thing and you're like you know what I cannot look at this couch any longer I've got to pull the trigger do yourself a favor go out there they have tons of sectionals tons of couches recliners recliners and I I drive up there every now and then just to get away from everybody and take a nap oh now we know. If, yeah, now you know. If you if you if you need me and I'm not responding to your text, chances are I'm in a recliner on the showroom floor, gallery furniture, sixteen hundred Browns for Games. That's good to know. Yes. Yeah, but go up there and you know, at least take a look. You may not have to spend quite as much money. You you may come out of there with extra money in your budget. Well, you will, I believe. Yes. So go see her. Shop now. Pay later. You can also take it home today. Unlike many of the big box retailers, the furniture, big box furniture retailers, it's gonna be months, years. 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 Like 2030. You know, what is it? The the RTG one? Yes. Well, hang on, but they say, you know, free financing or nothing. Listen, nothing's free, first of all. But no financing until 2030. Well, listen, if you order from that big box furniture retail, that's when your stuff's going to get there. Yeah. You'll start paying for it when it gets there. Donna can also work with you uh, with financing. Gallery Furniture. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Your hype song on the way here today. So my hype song, I'm going to pull something um, from the show last night. I would pull Alan Jackson Drive, but we already have that on our um, playlist. My favorite Alan Jackson song. So good. So I am pulling Brothers Osborne, uh, Not For Everyone. Because okay. Such a good song. Such a good song. How about you? Um, I enjoyed seeing Clay Walker, who oh, presented yes. Sunday night on the ACMs. What's it to you? Oh, that's the a good one. The first song Clay Walker ever released. I was in Myrtle Beach at the time. I was probably 18 years old. I was doing 7 to Midnight at Country 93.9. Living in a traded apartment on Burkale Road behind Waccamaw Pottery on 501. Mm, that sounds desolate. And during, it was, trust me, it was. Uh, pancakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was making $11,000 a year. Cool. But I had traded apartment and free tires. There you go. But during that eight months that I was in Myrtle Beach doing radio, uh, Trisha Yearwood came out with her first song, She's in Love with a Boy. Uh, Clay Walker came out with What's It To You. Uh, so there were a lot of artists that popped. This would have been back in 1993, I guess. But I always, when you heard that that opening riff to What's It To You from Clay Walker, which you'll hear on the Donna and Caddy Spotify Hype Song playlist, uh, once we add it, it, you, it just, I, it always put a smile on my face. It's just one of those uppy, I know what love is. What's it? You can join me? Yeah, what's, what's it, it to you? you? He, he, he is such a nice guy. I'll tell you a funny Clay Walker story about you and I. So we were flying to the CMAs in New York. And at the time, uh, a friend of yours, Bruce Birch. Bruce Johnson. Bruce Johnson, sorry. Was his tour manager. Was his tour manager. And so everyone was flying to, you know, New York for the CMAs. It was the one year that the CMAs. 40th anniversary. The 40th anniversary when they were in New York. And so we were going with clients and it was just a big, big to do that week. And for whatever reason, I'm sure because we had kids at the time, small kids, we missed our flight, and it was a Delta flight. And at the time, and I still remain, I was like a super nervous flyer. But I said to you, I'm like, I'm so glad we didn't get on that flight. Because I was like, you know, I didn't I didn't know why, but I was like, because we, you were mad because we'd missed our flight, and we had to wait for the uh, next well, one. On, stop right there. 
I don't know the bad story. Okay, dog. but anyways, troubled. Frustrated? Yes, troubled. Well, I think you had to be up there to get to work. Yeah. So we missed the flight. Well, anyways, we got to New York and started our, you know, doing all of our stuff. And you went to breakfast with um, Bruce Johnson mm-hmm. up in New York. And Bruce and Clay had been on the Delta flight that we were supposed to be on, and it made an emergency landing. Yeah. Things happen for a reason, Don. Seriously. And you've always been a very nervous flyer. Always. Always. But I was just, I mean, like, gosh. And Bruce was like, it, it was, I mean, everything ended up okay, but yeah. yeah. I was like, can you imagine? I would have been sitting in Clay Walker's lap, like a little capuchin monkey. <laughs> he would have loved that. Yes. Bruce Johnson also was the tour manager for Mark Wheels. Yes. For years, um, and, and several people. Now lives in Paulding County and um, uh, does, um, gosh, beautiful, he's a breeder. I mean, Bruce Hitton. I mean, maybe with Kenda, his wife, but he okay. does. <laughs> but they do. Um, this has gone south. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, but they, they like Steve Mitchell got his dog. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They breed, from, yes. from Bruce Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Like, He's a uh, breeder. For. Um, Beautiful dogs. Yes. Shepherds or something. I'm not sure. German Shepherds. That's yes. right. All right. Well, listen, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to we're going to bank a lot of the content that we didn't get to for this episode uh, for Thursday's episode. OK. OK. Like As we sit here right now, Donna, Thursday's episode is really done. Mm, that's okay? exciting. We could we're not going to, but we could probably go ahead right now and record Thursday's episode. OK, let's don't, don't let's not do that. We do want to welcome back Carl Appen from vacation. Yes. A uh, little bit of a peek behind the kimono and then we're done. Uh, last week's two episodes were actually recorded like 10 days before you heard them which is usually not the case for this podcast. Normally, we record hours before they're uploaded because we want to be very current. But Carl had to take vacation. Well, he needed a respite. Yes. He needed a respite. Um, yeah, so we haven't, we haven't been in the studio here at the Appen Podcast Network in like 10 days or something. It feels great to be back. It does. You feel good? I do. You like the episode we just did? I do. <laughs> You're going to have notes for me when we get no, to the parking lot? No, 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 no. All right. So Thursday's episode is done. What? What does that look for? Oh, pot peep, real quick. I'm sorry. Hey, Caddy and Donna was doing a podcast, a little catching up on the podcast. And Donna said, wonder how Harris is doing. Talking about Harris and, and Cherokee. And you said, we should go to Harris. And I said, it's Friday at five and we have no money. Uh, Harris at both Cherokee and Murphy are doing great. No smoking is allowed inside since COVID. Mm. My brother works at Murphy and we were there uh, Sunday. Casino Church. Okay, now I'm in for that. I wish I could say the picture is what I did. Oh, that's right, because there's a picture of like a, someone that won $100,000. Uh, but I came home penniless, and my husband uh, did as well. Keep up the great work, y'all still be laughing. So, I love that. Thank you for that. They came home penniless, and they could not smoke, but they found Jesus. They found Jesus at the Casino Church at Haraz. I love that. In Western North Carolina. I wonder if every time you pull the thing, the lever, it says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Woo!